0: The worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Dad ran solo yesterday. I ended up taking the day off, just had to get a bunch of stuff done. We were in Daytona Beach at the Speedway all weekend for a big truck event, a bunch of marketing stuff. actually had a really big turnout over there. It was great. And what was funny about it was the event host constantly kept posting stuff online about masks are mandatory to get into the Speedway and you have to wear them when you're in the Speedway. And I thought it was funny because you guys already know my stance on that. So when we got there, I noticed about 98% of everybody in the Speedway was not wearing a mask. <laughs> And so I asked uh, asked one of the guys there, and I said, dude, what, what's going on with this? He's like, well, he's like, um, you know, he did that intentionally to keep the county and the city off his back. So he kept posting it on social media and uh, kind of also wanted to see if anybody would comply with it. Because the guy that runs the show is pretty awake. Me and him gone back years. And uh, it was just funny when I got there. So we're walking around talking to everybody. And so I started kind of make a joke of it as we're walking around. I'm like, hey, why don't you have a mask on? Everybody like, mask i'm not wearing a mask it's 105 degrees out here we're in florida and there's a pandemic that's completely and totally made up i'm like whoa okay (laughs) we we're at the right place in the right time i am glad everybody here is on the same page so it was actually refreshing to me to see a large percentage of people that were out there were awake and realize what is going on because i think now People, if you haven't figured it out, people are at least starting to figure it out now, that there is a whole lot more going on behind the scenes than they want us to know about. So, yeah, that's pretty much how my weekend went. I see a
1: lot of other stuff
0: is going on right now. But other than that, how are you doing today, Dad?
1: Uh, Good morning, Oz. Yesterday we had a really good uh, history lesson about who Woodrow Wilson really was, the blithering person who died with syphilis, you know, who didn't know what he was even doing anymore as the president and died right after he got out of office, who forced the, tried to force the League of Nations upon the United States and was basically stopped by Henry Cabot Lodge Sr. And so we covered a lot of information about what the international bankers did to try to create a one-world government back 100 years ago. And now, if you look, there's an article that I'm posting at Health Masters today. It's called the World Bank for Official Use Only Report PCB, and you can read the rest of it. International Bank for Reconstruction and Development, International Development Association, project appraisal document on a COVID-19 strategic preparedness response program and proposed 25 projects under phase one, culminating and completing itself in 2025. Yeah, okay. There, There you go. How about that? So there we have the World Bank basically telling us it's gonna go on till twenty twenty five. Now, I haven't verified or vetted the authenticity of this, but it's a long, long page. It things like sixty pages, sixty three pages long. You guys are welcome to read through it. And guys, just understand something. The international banking cartels are the one that I talked about yesterday. The Rothschild. Remember that they're not under the Rothschild names anymore. These guys have changed their names. They have, you know, married. They have done all kinds of things, but it's still being controlled by the same group that are the Kabbalists. And once we understand that and we see these guys for who they are, then we know who's running the planet. In fact, another article just came out from the International Man, and I've got to post it posted on the website. It's called, A Rogue Institution and a Clear and Present Danger to the Liberty in the United States. And quite frankly, they're talking about the Fed. It says that there's no other way to say it. The Federal Reserve has become a dangerous, rogue institution that has usurped plenary power over the financial system. This is all based on implicit theories that eventually lead to a massive speculative blow-off, even as it sucks vitality out of the mainstream economy in the interim. The implicit theory is brazenly simple. The Fed believes that relentless credit expansion fosters greater economic growth and full full employment. It believes that there is no practical limit to how much debt The household, business, and government sectors of the economy can tolerate or any notable adverse trade-offs from even higher leverage ratios. In other words, what they're saying is they're trying to put us more and more and more into debt, and it's okay because they like us being in debt, and it won't hurt us to be totally, completely buried in debt. Now, we both know, Austin and I and all of you guys listening, this is completely erroneous. You can't keep getting credit cards to pay off credit cards to pay off credit cards to pay off credit cards until you're in the quadrillions of dollars in U.S. currency, which is what we are in now. And so what ends up happening is the Fed knew they were going to do this 107 years ago when they put in the Federal Reserve Bank. And it took a long, long time to bring us to the point of financial ruin. Now, last night and yesterday's show, we talked about the financial multiplier effect. Of the workforce and why giving people money doesn't work. So please listen to that show again and realize that we're telling you guys the truth and we always do. Uh, it was so it was so funny. Gene sent me a quote from my show that I did last week with Austin, the one on Thursday. The date was September the third, twenty twenty. I'm going to read this to you again because it goes back to what is happening and what they're doing. just remember, you got to look at the you have to look at this RNA vaccine. You've got to look at the chemtrails. You've got to look at the Smart dust and all of the different things that they're using to control us and to control our emotions to bring us back to Genesis chapter 6 when every thought of every man was evil all the time. And it's the same Kabbalist bankers who did it then, who Jesus ran out of the temple with a whip, put a whip to them, guys. Now, they weren't called Kabbalist bankers, they were called the synagogue of Satan back then, which is the same thing. But now they're called Kabbalist bankers because they wrote the Zohar of 72. AD and which is the foundational work of the Kabbalah, which is the ancient Jewish mysticism, combining the ancient Canaanite religions together with Satanism and witchcraft and sorcery. And I mentioned something yesterday, and we need to realize this. I talked about Hillary Clinton perhaps probably was, being, was born in a sacrifice, in a sex sacrifice ritual, satanic ritual, as far as her conception. Now, personally, I believe that. And I believe she's a high-level priestess of the Satanic, satanic Church, which, whatever you want to call her. And I also believe that she's probably as powerful as Jezebel was in the Old Testament. Yeah. Now, you've never heard me say that. Now, she may not be as powerful, but she's pretty doggone powerful for all of these people to be scared to death of her and have coated her in Teflon. And now we know that they're not even going to have the hearing She's not even going to be able to speak now. You know, as far as the hearing and the, and the deposition, and now we know that Julian Assange has been charged with 18 more crimes. Why Trump fiddles in Washington? Metaphor to Nero. He fiddles in Washington while Julian Assange is rotting away in a prison with additional charges being put upon him. Why, if these people weren't so scared, which is why that they would not release Julian Assange well if they release Julian Assange that it will encourage other people to do exactly what Julian Assange did and come out and tell the truth as long as they have him rotting in a prison people are scared to death and go oh my gosh if we go out and we tell the truth because we have insider knowledge or we release information from the Democratic Party or other information that we know is true into the general population they're going to do the same thing they did to Julian Assange to us And it all goes back to Genesis chapter 6 to control emotions. I'm going to read you this quote from the show on Thursday. You need to realize that when you breathe in smart dust from chemtrails, that you inhale large areas of self-assembling plasmodic photonic crystals in your lungs, which are distributed throughout your body. Or if you're injected with an RNA COVID vaccine, that you create a group of cells in your body and substances in your body that collects radio frequency and can be and can turn your DNA into a readable light impulse in the body. You literally turn into a transmitting, receiving unit, so they can actually transmit to and from you, and they can actually control your very thoughts. I might think about Genesis chapter six. You literally become a read-write unit. They can record your anger impulses. Then they can digitize it and transmit it. In other words, they can take your anger energy and get a readable energy field from it linked to a specific frequency, and they can transmit it back into people who have also been injected with this RNA or people who have also breathed in chemtrails, creating the same emotion in them. It's really important that we understand what is going on at the cellular level and why they are doing all of this stuff. The Ted Nosson Broa Radio Show, September the 3rd, 2020. You guys need to listen to last week's show. If you have not heard those detailed explanations of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And you also need to listen to the Memorial, or the, sorry, the Labor Day show from yesterday and realize what they're doing from an international banking cartel are the ones who are the cabals who are doing all of this. It's always the same guys. We need to understand who they are, what they are, and what they believe. Guys, if we understand what's happening to the abilities that we have to understand it and realize that these guys aren't going to stop, we can stand against them. You know, our Ohio governor is now calling out Fauci saying that he's lying and he's lifting the HCQ ban. But then it turns right back again that the CDC in Ohio, in the Ohio State House News, the CDC is advising parents to prepare for a sudden sleepover for school children. What? For a sudden sleepover for school children? The Center for Disease Control recently updated their website advising parents to prepare for a sudden sleepover for their children in the case of a disaster, which would include COVID-19. Why do they want your children in Ohio, which is one of the primary states in sex trafficking of children, why do they want your kids to spend the night? Are they going to be disappeared? Who in the world knows? Coincidentally or not, a few days later, on August 31st, a new order was issued by the Ohio Department of State Interim Director Lance Himes creating FEMA COVID-19 shelters and legalizing their use. Are we talking about FEMA camps now? Are we talking about concentration camps? The FEMA shelters are going to be used to isolate those who are diagnosed or are showing symptoms of COVID-19, and the CDC advised parents to prepare for children to be detained overnight in case of a disaster, listing COVID-19 as a biological threat that would qualify as a disaster. Governor Mike DeWine (laughs) requires schools to report K-12 student COVID cases to the government. This must be done within 24 hours of a positive step. Guys, where are they taking this? Where are they going? Well, I can tell you where they're going. They're going to full draconian lockdown. They're going to a full blown civil war. They're doing everything they possibly can. I mean, people walking in the restaurants from Black Lives Matter and taking your drinks and throwing the glasses on the floor and telling you to get out or they're going to beat you up and destroy you and kill you or whatever they're going to do to you. I mean, what the heck? I mean, what the, what is going on with 48 out of the top 50 states in the United States? are pretty much all democratically controlled that are allowing this type of egregious satanic behavior to take place well it all goes back to what i talked about yesterday about the one world order the new world government the league of nations that became the united nations and us being forced underneath their control including u.n troops being put on our streets be very, very careful nowadays. I was on with mancal this morning, and he was talking about the mask. and said he won't wear the mask. Like Austin said, he wouldn't wear the mask in Daytona. And everybody's not wearing a mask anymore. Everybody's had enough of this who has a brain. I had to quantify that. I had to qualify. Everybody hasn't had enough of this who has a brain. Now, a lot of people, because of chemtrails, because of morgellons, because of tricyclic antidepressants, because of serotonin reuptake inhibitors, because of fluoride, And because of the fact they've been shot up with 70-something vaccines, they don't have a brain. They don't function like they're supposed to. But guys, if you start reading the right stuff, if you start listening to the right stuff, if you start applying this knowledge that you obtain to your own life and start asking questions, that's what they don't want you to do is ask questions like... You did Austin, like Austin did yesterday. Why are you not wearing a mask? Well, I'm not wearing a mask. Blah, 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 blah. 98% of them aren't wearing masks. And I'm seeing more and more and more of that because people are finally saying "ganook." And, guys, it needed to happen. We needed to step away from this mask because the more people who won't wear a mask, the more people who will not allow themselves to be forcibly injected with a COVID vaccine. Austin, what do you think, bud? What do you
0: think? That's That's well said. And this is what I've been saying for months to everybody. I said, the mask isn't about going out and being some type of arrogant rebel. You know, I'm not going to wear a mask because, you know, I just don't feel like I'm going to wear one. Yeah, that context is kind of where it is. But on the other aspect of it, my question is this. What I always ask everybody. Why are you wearing a mask or why are you not wearing a mask? It's a question. It's a simple question. If you say, I'm not wearing a mask because I have a really good immune system, I want to make sure I get proper intake of oxygen, I don't want to have my mask getting wet and moist and building up bacteria and making me sicker. As you can see, there's numerous research studies that is discussed in detail why masks can cause more health problems than good in some cases. Not to mention hardly anybody out in public actually handles masks properly as far as keeping them clean, keeping them replaced, treating them like a biohazard. That's what they're supposed to be done with. And so I don't mean I mean, people reuse them. I see them on people's mirrors all the time. Like they take them off, they put them back on, they take them off, they put them back on. It's disgusting. You're never supposed to reuse those masks ever. <laughs> but that being said, so ask questions. Why are you wearing a mask? It's all, you know, it's 105 degrees out here in Florida right now. Anything was actually able to stay alive. I may agree with you on it, but we're in an outside open air speedway and the sun could not get any hotter. There's not a cloud in the sky. Is your really your worst fear right now contracting COVID or spreading covid when reality your biggest really your, your biggest thing you know, folks are now is staying hydrated buddy if you haven't been out to florida in a while and if it's this hot out here i promise you you will get dehydrated rapidly in this state but again i digress i want to say something with dad just brought up a minute ago so i was i saw this as well over the weekend with the cdc apparently they posted this up like a week ago This is actually on the CDC page. You can go on the CDC page to keeping children safe, caring for children in a disaster. And this is apparently nationwide. They're saying this. They said it's easy as ABC. Protecting your child is as easy as ABC. Very simplistic. You're like, okay. The first one is ask how you would be reunited with your children in an emergency. What? Ask how you would be reunited? First off, why is that even the first question on top of my list? Because my children should already be with me in an emergency. If they're not and they're at school, I'm going to go pick them up real quick. Well, apparently the CDC has some other plans they're getting in the works. I don't know what they are. I'm just telling you what they're saying on their own website. The next one in the ABC lingo, the B here, bring extra medicine, foods, or supplies your child might need if you were separated overnight. Okay? Again, why, why are we separating our children overnight? If you're at school, there's an emergency. We're going to pick them up like to do after school and take them home. And quite frankly, if there was a serious emergency like a lockdown or an active shooter and they had to stay at school, which I can't understand why you'd want to keep them in there, why in the world would you need so many supplies to be able to give them? They say right here, What essential supplies would your child need if they were separated you from overnight? Medications, inhalers, milk, diapers, battery packs for special equipment. Whoa, overnight? We're we're talking about that singular right here. If they're separated overnight, we need to make sure we're bringing them milk and diapers and inhalers and medications? That doesn't sound to me like an overnight stay in an emergency. That sounds to me like the children are going to be gone for a while. And they want to make sure those kids have everything they need, allegedly, to sustain them for a while, wherever they take them. The third one, this one's kind of creepy, okay? So if your child's at school, right, your kid's at school, they're already registered at the school. They already have, you know, their information. They have everything on file with your kids. This isn't a difficult concept to understand. Schools are usually... Keeping track of children, granted, obviously, you have issues sometimes, but for the most part, this is what they do every day. It says right here in the C-section, complete a backpack full contact information card and tuck it in your child's backpack. Okay? Emergencies are chaotic. Make sure your child or their school knows how to reach you and who should be called if your phone isn't working. So what they're basically saying is here, they're telling parents, you need to get actively prepared for your children to be abducted by the state and taken somewhere and we'll let you know when you can have them back. That's pretty much what they're implying here. Now I'm not against being prepared. You guys know me of all people. I like to stay actively ready for everything, wherever we go. And so having your children prepared the same way is not a bad idea, but it's kind of ominous the way the CDC is doing this. And then like Dad just said, with the Ohio, with the Ohio Star reporting now that the Department of Health in Ohio is basically saying that they're bringing in FEMA shelters and legalizing their use for people who are unable to safely self-quarantine in their place of residence and isolate those diagnosed with or showing symptoms of COVID-19. There's that terminology again, showing symptoms. I'm going to talk about that for a second, because a lot of people have been grossly confused, and the entire aspect of what we've seen with COVID has been very troubling how we have people getting listed, COVID-19 positive, no test, absolutely no test whatsoever, simply show symptoms. I've known multiple people, gone to the doctor, had you know issue with their sinuses or not feeling good. They say, you know, we're going to do a COVID test. Okay, do a COVID test. Comes back negative, they get notified a day later. You get a phone call. Uh, by the way, you need to quarantine for 14 days. I need to quarantine for 14 days. Why? Well, you basically you're put down as COVID positive, but I tested negative. Well, we're doing it as a precaution because you showed certain symptoms. Okay, so I showed a symptom of you know a headache, maybe a fever, maybe a sore throat. I mean, you literally can come up with a thousand different things that can cause that. And I tested negative. You're telling me I'm positive. Yeah. This is how they're going to start pushing this thing. The COVID narrative is collapsing rapidly. They have to figure out how to get this vaccine into everybody as quickly as possible. By the end of October, I can tell you right now, they're already telling us. I mean, the CDC's already come out now. The FDA's already come out now. They're getting everything prepped right now to get this vaccine rolled out in probably about a month. And they have to figure out how to do it as quickly and as aggressively as possible. Because remember, if this thing starts having significant side effects, which... The test groups in Moderna already had significant side effects from this RNA vaccine. People are going to stop getting the vaccine real quick when they go on social media and start saying, dude, I just got the COVID vaccine two days ago. Not only is my shoulder swelled up like a bowling ball, I have a horrible fever. I can't get out of bed. I'm deathly ill. I'm going back to the hospital now. And guess what? I was perfectly healthy before I got this jab. You're going to start seeing those videos. There's another reason why I truly believe Facebook, Twitter, all these big platforms have been doing everything they can to gear up their fake news, basically checkers, their fact checkers. So when people start posting videos like this, they're going to say, listen, the FDA already approved this vaccine to be safe. This is fake news. This guy did not get sick from this vaccine. This is all fake news. We're banning his account. He's spreading misinformation in lies. We're not going to allow this on Facebook. I promise you that is going to happen, and they're going to do everything they can to prevent people from figuring out how dangerous and negative this vaccine is, hence why they're trying to roll it out in such an aggressive fashion. So. When you see the CDC post some stuff like this, and then you see Ohio doing some stuff like this, it definitely should get your attention very, very quickly. On top of that, we've now seen a level of draconian school system aspects with the face masks walking around. I told you guys outside the other day, or by the school down the road from the office. The kids are walking around on the playground, single file line, being monitored by a teacher wearing mask out in the sun in Florida kidding me right now like they're inmates that's what they look like they look like little miniature inmates it was i mean it honestly hurt me i saw it and i was like this is so sad to see these children being subjected to this right now and now you see another incident this just basically happened uh, the end of august got brought up over here a school official now reported by kdvr called law enforcement and suspended a 12-year-old boy after they spotted a toy gun in the background of his bedroom during a virtual learning session. The 12-year-old boy was suspended for having a toy gun. He never brought to school. He was still doing online class. The seventh grader was attending an online class when a teacher said they allegedly saw the gun flash across the screen, which... Okay, the toy in question was a neon green handgun with an orange tip that shot Nerf darts with the words zombie hunter printed on the side. The boy said he wasn't aware the gun was visible during the e-learning session. The teacher notified the school principal. They suspended Isaiah for five days. They also then on top of that called in the El Paso County Sheriff's Office to conduct a welfare check on the boy without even contacting the parent's First, the boy's mother said the cops threatened to press charges because they compared the boy taking a class in his bedroom to an actual in-school environment. This is where the school systems are going, guys. You give it a couple more years, and they literally will be physical prisons. They already pretty much, when they absorb your child in there, I mean, you, remember, you can't get your kid back unless you have all these passes, all these signed documents. Have you ever tried to take your kid out of a school, an emergency? I had a buddy of mine that had an emergency, a family emergency, and he was trying to get his son out of class. I think he was like in fourth or fifth grade. And of course, they say it's for safety measures, absolutely. But, you know, father's on file, all the information on file. He shows up to school like 1130, was I have to get my son. I got a family emergency. We have to go. They said, oh, whoa, 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 oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. You have to get approval. You got to get it written off. He goes, I'm coming to the school. I'm getting my kids. I said, no, 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 no. You look, You don't understand. You can't do that. That's against policy. You've got to get full approval. He was saying, get me approval. Well, we got to go talk to the principal. We got to get it cleared. You need to go actually go in there and speak to him. He goes, dude, I don't care. I need to go now. And it was a giant rigmarole. It took him like almost an hour to get his kid out of school. Had this huge, huge brouhaha. Why? Because the schools are just like banks people don't realize when you put your money in the bank it's no longer your money you try you get your money try to get your money on cash one day especially a large amount of cash one day find out quickly they tell you no you can't have your money you go I want my money yep sorry can't have your money or they get a phone call from any type of alphabet agency uh, freezes account money's gone schools are the same way they're designed to be communist indoctrination camps, and now we have kids that are getting the cops called on them and suspended because they got a Nerf gun in their bedroom while they're on an e-learning thing. Don't you think it'd be pertinent if they were in this class, this e-learning class, to give them a list of things and they say, hey, listen, these are offensive on the e-learning class school. Make sure they're not visible in your bedroom. You'd think they would say something like that, but they're not. Why? Because they're doing everything they can to demonize firearms in the public eye. I've said this for years, and this is why they continually come out with rhetoric over guns. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. You give us another decade in this country of indoctrinating the younger school system like this, those kids, when they get older, they're going to be terrified of guns. In fact, most of the kids you encounter now, a lot of the young teenagers are going into their 20s, especially the ones that end up going to liberal colleges, you talk to probably 80 to 90 percent of them, not only are they scared of guns, they absolutely hate guns. They don't even want to see a gun. They'll tremble in fear if there's a firearm in their presence, When that shows up. Whoa, whoa, that's well, a gun. Uh, man, is that, is that gun loaded? Well, yeah, it's loaded. It's a firearm. Baseball bat. If it's not loaded, it's not a gun anymore. <laughs> I always say that. And they go, "Why? I, why just sit down?" That's how, that's how the same thing happened to him. The guy's well, it's, it's "Can you put that away?" I mean, is it going to jump up and bite you? Do you think it's going to shoot you? Well, I just I don't want to be around it. The only reason we have a society that's that scared of firearms is from learned indoctrination. Firearms have been a part of this country. Since hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years now and now we're trying to say all of a sudden guns are bad you have a nerf gun in your bedroom little 12 year old boy we're suspending you and calling law enforcement on you unbelievable that we've reached to this level of just insanity
1: in this country now dad you know it's true austin i had one time i had a guy coming in and he was giving me a bid for something, some cabinet work or whatever it had to be fixed in the house, and and I had a gun laying on top of the cabinet. I mean, just, I always have guns laying around, like everywhere, high enough where kids can't get them, but I mean, they're there I can reach them. They're seven, eight feet in the air on top of cabinets where kids can't get a, get a hold of them. And the guy literally almost wet himself. And I mean, I wasn't holding the gun; I was just sitting on the countertop. And I looked at him, I said, "Dude, why are you so scared?" He goes, "You've got a gun on your countertop," and I'm like. Yeah, just it's always there. And he goes, I don't understand why you would do that. I'm like, because I want to protect myself. Somebody comes in the house who's not supposed to be here. Why would they do that? I'm like, I don't know why they do stupid stuff like that. I said, I don't know why people do bad things, and I don't think I don't know why bad things happen to good people. But I said, in case it happened here, I'd be protected. Well, I don't understand why it's here. I've, I've, I've got to go. And he left. He kind of ran out the front door, and he was terrified. And I thought, wow. Wow, why in the world would he be so sketchy? Well, it's just because people aren't used to guns in some households, especially if they're raised in a liberal household, which doesn't make any sense to me. The the liberal homes, the liberal houses are communist indoctrination centers, is what they are. And the liberal houses don't believe in guns. But the liberal houses, most of these guys were out of Russia. We talked about this yesterday. And they were run out of their own country because the Russian government went berserk, started killing everybody, 50 to 100 million dead with Stalin and Lenin, and they left and came into the United States to bring their liberal ideals into the United States, including not being able to protect themselves, having a weapon or being trained with firearms. None of it makes any sense. The entire liberal mantra mindset, imaginary failings, or whatever is wrong with these people, they basically, at this point, ...are confused. I mean, they're really confused. It's like I've said so many times on the show, Austin, they leave a country like, you know, China... ...or they leave a country like South America... ...and the government's installed by our CIA, run by our Rothschild bankers... ...and what ends up happening is they live in a hellhole. It's a hellhole. They live in a place where they can't stand it, they can't feed their family... The communist ideology does not work, they realize it, and yet they come to the United States illegally to try to have a better place to live, and when they get here, they start doing the same thing they did and voting the same way they voted in their hellhole of a country they left to try to change this country into the hellhole. It doesn't make any sense. And so when you stop back and you look and you say, what the heck? Well, see, that's what it's all It's all about chaos. Everything's always about chaos. It's what they want. They want to create maximum chaos. I mean, think about it. You know you live in a brainwashed chaos society when white pe- people are protesting against white people for being white people. I'm going to repeat that because it still doesn't make any sense to me. You know you live in a brainwashed society with white people or protesting against white people for being white people. I mean, like, a white person can not help being a white person as long as much as a black person can't help being a black person or Hispanic or Chinese or German or England or whatever you want to be. It's what you were born as, but you're protesting against what you were born as. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what the point of all of this stuff is. I mean, an actual plague in the United States right now. If we had an actual bubonic, plague and they were having to bring out the dead corpses every day from your homes it wouldn't have required a government response people would have taken their own precautions without the government telling them what to do but when you have a pandemic, which the World Bank says now won't end until 2025 showing who runs the planet you basically start to realize that you've been set up the problem is it's like you still see these people driving around in a car okay with a mask on by themselves Or better yet, you see a married couple driving around in a car and they're both wearing masks. Well, are they wearing masks in their home so they can't contaminate each other in the house? Or are they wearing masks when they're having sexual relations as a married couple? I mean, don't they realize that if they're eating at the same table, they're breathing the same air, you can't eat with a mask on? This is all so stupid. You walk into a restaurant 10 feet, with a mask on. Then you sit down at a table for two hours and you have dinner with your family or a group of people that are there. 10, 15, 20 people are all sitting there now having fun, enjoying fellowship. Nobody's wearing a mask. And yet you get up and you walk back out 10 feet wearing a mask. This has nothing to do with COVID. It's ta- it's everything to do, like we've said so many times on the show, about submission. And, and listening to the, the to the world bankers they're Kabbalist wizards into doing what you're supposed to do. Here's another thing that just came out from the United Nations. The United Nations, which is a Rothschild organization developed from the League of Nations, which failed and never happened, is now complaining about a male-dominated world thanks to a thousand years of patriarchy. Wait a minute. When does the United Nations tell us about patriarchy? Well, this is this is what it says. The United Nations, here's their official tweet. The COVID nineteen pandemic is demonstrating that we all know what we all know, a millennial of patriarchy has resulted in a male dominated world with male dominated culture which damages everyone women, men, girls, and boys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, now all of a sudden men and patriarchy are the reason we have co ed. Wait a minute. So patriarchy is directly linked to COVID, according to the World United Nations Rothschild Group? That everything is about patriarchy? Well, what they want is a world run by Jezebel witches like Hillary Clinton. Oh my gosh. Can you believe I just said that? That's really where they want to be, don't they? They want to go back to Jezebel and the prophets of Baal. They want to have Jezebel calling down fire or calling down this or calling down that and trying to prove everybody what she is. Well, i got to for everybody. Jezebel got killed or thrown over the city wall and a bunch of dogs ate her. That's about where she ended up. Is that what they want? Male patriarchy to go away, to make men go away, to make everybody a, a little girly mind? To have no genders? Well, if you look at Hollywood, that's exactly what they want. If you look at the new characters, that's exactly what they want. I told you, I watched that TV show, that that sci-fi thing, the other day about spaceships, and you couldn't tell if they were boys or girls. There was one thing, it was a transgender, it was obviously, I didn't know what it was either. And this is the sad part about what they're doing to our children and to our youth. They're making it so the patriarchal world, and you know what's so funny to me is this, there's got to be an underlying motive with this. There has to be. Because if they want a female dominated culture, and I'm not saying that women can't be in leadership roles, I'm not saying that at all. Christy Nome is probably the best governor we have in the entire country right now in South Dakota. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that's not what they want. They don't want leadership like Christy Nome. they want leadership of witches because it goes back to the ancient Canaanite religions. That's what they want. They want the witches to be in the hierarchy. Like I told you yesterday on yesterday's show, Bill Clinton is scared to death of that Jezebel witch wife of his. And we need to understand that's why the United Nations comes out and says stuff like this. That's why they're trying to put everybody in fear. Like this weekend, six Madrid cops, this is in Spain, I've been to Madrid, they forced a woman into a police car. They banged her head, almost knocked her unconscious on the vehicle, as they arrested her in front of a large crowd for not wearing a mask. The crowd was chanting, FREEDOM! Wait a minute. That's right. This is, in, this is in Spain. So, for all of the folks out there that are following Q and who become Q, QEs, I guess, and basically trumpets, and thinking that this whole thing's a multi dimensional chess plot, guys, I got a newsflash for you. This isn't just in the United States, this is all over the planet. And that World Bank document that I just read you at the beginning of the show. It shows you who's pulling the strings on all of this stuff. Because, guys, it's the Kabbalist Luciferian bankers that are always under the rock. Henry Ford said it, and you know it's true. It's always the same guys. It's the same synagogue of Satan. The same group that Jesus ran out with the money changers. The other day, I was walking in in a little downtown area on Sunday with Sharon, and some guy was saying, had a, had a sign on his shirt, and said, what would Jesus do? And the guy was a Christian. He had his wife and four kids, and they were all walking with the mask on. And I asked him, I said, oh, but I like your shirt. And I said, let me ask you a question. Would Jesus wear a mask? And he goes, oh, yes. He would show kindness to everyone. I said, wait a minute, okay. So he would show a mask. I said, is this the same Jesus that you're talking about who drove the money changers out of the temples with a whip? <laughs> Is that the same Jesus? And the guy looked at me, whoa, 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 as he ran away. You know, It was unbelievable. He, was so f- he wanted to get away from me so quick because I was asking him scripture. And I was trying to make him be an alpha male in front of his children. I was actually trying to have a dialogue with him and the guy, all he wanted to do was run away. I mean, what the heck have we turned Christianity into? Hey, guys. Stephen was the first martyr, right? He stood there and they stoned him to death. He stood boldly against the ruling establishment of the Pharisees. He stood and he told them the truth. Guys, we're not born of a spirit of of timidity, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We don't have to stand for government tyranny because they're telling us to do things against the word of God. We don't have to do that. Use your brain. It's a pandemic. It started off real. They didn't want a pandemic go to waste. They set it up, and they basically are the ones who released it to do you think this all happened overnight over a couple of months? This has been planned for years. This is what they wanted to do. They were probably hoping they were going to get a much higher death rate from it. They were really probably hoping the Wuhan stuff would really go bad and create a bubonic plague and a complete and total world disaster in which billions would die. That's just probably what they were hoping would happen. But God gave us an immune system. but kind of shook it loose and said, I don't think we're all going to die from this. Get our immune system back up. And now they're all upset that more people didn't die, so they've got to make up the numbers. They've got to lie to you and tell you hundreds of thousands dead in the United States, millions dead worldwide, and it's all a stinking lie, because they want to use it to subdue you, and to make you be a bootlicker. Well, boys and girls, listening to this show, and me and Austin, I don't do real well. It's kind of like when, when you know, in that movie uh, 300, when King Lee and I were standing before Xerxes. And he said, all you must do is bow down and kneel before me. And he goes, well, I've got a problem with that. He goes, my leg's kind of cramped up from killing all of your men. <laughs> he says, I just don't feel like bowing down today. How about that? <laughs> and before this is over, they'll all see that even a God king can bleed. Guys, let me tell you something about this wretched thing that they call Isaac. He's under our feet. And he has no authority over us. And that's why they're scared of Christians. They're scared of Christians, and that's why they're doing everything they can to subject us to their filth, their nonsense, their porn, their crap, their garbage, because they want to destroy Christianity. Guys, always remember who you are. You're a child of the Most High. Austin, what do you think, bud? You know, it's interesting.
0: You know, as we were talking about that, you know, we've been looking at this for the last couple months, and the hype and push – And just downright marketing and propaganda for COVID-19 has been vastly overstated. And I think you're exactly right. I think you're honest. I think they really expected this thing to take off way harder than they did. I think they did. I think they they really were anticipating this to go serious. And you know one thing that I think changed a lot of this? Because I know for a fact this happened. I experienced it repeatedly. I told you guys this for weeks. A lot of our customers know you dealt with it, too. There was a vitamin C shortage. People were buying up vitamin C like there was none other. That's one thing that I got real quick when everything started to go on. Companies, health companies, manufacturers, everybody was scrambling to try to get as much vitamin C. I know our listeners, a lot of our listeners listen too. And they started hammering the vitamin C. And I told everybody, I said, almost every single person that I've dealt with that's gotten sick take small doses of vitamin C all throughout the day, and take D3. Those two, if you couldn't afford anything else, those two right there, in my opinion, would single-handedly boost your immune system so significantly, it made a huge difference, I think. And I think that's kind of what happened. I think a lot of the awake population was like, okay... If this is a virus, then we're going to be proactive. We're going to hammer the C. We're going to hammer the D three because I know our listeners and our customers. I mean, they were very, very proactive on this, and hence why the majority of them stayed very healthy. You know, I had we had what, what customers probably about six, seven weeks ago, I think, and you know, I told you guys about this. Uh, she, she called in. She was like, I just want to let you guys know, you know, I've been trying to take supplements. My husband's basically been in ICU. They put him on a ventilator. He's got COVID. But he's also had pneumonia. He was getting really, really sick, and he wasn't able to take supplements. And, you know, I didn't find out about you guys until, like, the very end. And I heard you guys on the show talk about intravenous vitamin C. And, uh, you know, we couldn't get anything as far as him to swallow any pills. So I just, I pled with the doctor there. It was a small town. If he could please get a compounding pharmacy to bring in some intravenous vitamin C. And he goes, you know what? It's worth a shot. I don't really know much about it, but we'll try it. And they ended up getting, I think, two or three IV bags of it. Walked out of the hospital four days later. He walked out of the hospital four days later, being on intravenous vitamin C for a couple days. And She called us up. She was ecstatic. I'm just like, this is incredible. I didn't even know about this until I heard this on the show. And, you know, that's why we try to get this information out there all the time. That's why we put it on the website all the time. This is why we try to give everybody the truth the best we can. And so, again, this is definitely something that's going to be even stranger now, as we're seeing what's happening all across the country, I think that just nailed it a minute ago. I think they expected this thing to be way bigger, they had way more elaborate plans, and they thought people were going to be much more compliant. That's why now they've resorted to just full-blown lying through their teeth, not even trying to be manipulative anymore. They're just flat-out bold-faced lying to everybody. Just bold-faced lying. And then the CDC comes out and can't even manipulate or lie enough, and we find out... Oh, yeah. There was like 9,000 people total in the United States that have died from actual COVID that didn't have numerous severe underlying illnesses beforehand. So, you know, your chances of dying are so slim. You actually have, I think they said, while I was reading the number the other day, and they said you have like, on average you have about a 980 times greater chance of dying in a car accident than dying from COVID if you are healthy and take care of yourself. That's, that's the real numbers right there. Now, I have to go back and double check that, but it's still, it's significant. I mean, when you look at the number, I mean, do the math on it, 9,000 people in the United States died from it, allegedly, out of a population of 330 million. I mean, you look at every single month. Right? I told you guys before. I said, in the state of Florida, we have between 180 to 200,000 people die every single year in the state of Florida, just from various conditions. That's almost 17,000 people a month, every single month. And so when they were trying to come down here, and the state and all these idiot leftists were, you have to lock down Florida. You can't go to the beach. Nobody can do anything. And we're like, dude, there's been... 6000 deaths down here in total of what 7 8 months now and then if you look at those numbers you make up on it you're probably looking at a couple hundred people have actually died down here from covid let's let's be real and so again we are not given a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. Wake up and have a sound mind about what's going on. I think a lot of our listeners have already gotten to that point. But if you're still running around wearing a mask like a little peasant, I encourage you, unless you feel you actively need to do it for a specific reason, like you're going somewhere where somebody's very contagious, you're going to run a true like A50 gas mask or a, you know, environmental mask or a serious N95 mask that's what you really feel you need to do, that's your choice. We all have our freedom of choice. That's, I always encourage that. But do it because it is your choice and your choice alone because you have made a decision and you think that's what I need to do for this situation. Don't wear the mask because you feel manipulated or talked into it or you don't want fear reprisal from everybody looking at you and giving you dirty looks and eyeballs because that is not doing it because you want to do it. That is doing it because other people are trying to force you into submission to make you do it, and that's not a place, any place that America needs to be whatsoever, Dan.
1: You know, you know, like, Austin is 100% right. If you're going to wear a mask because you really think it's the healthy thing to do, then by all means wear the mask, but I've talked to so many people and they're wearing the mask because they say they don't want other people to look at them mean. You know, I know that's not correct grammar, but it's close enough. They don't want to be looked at like they are, something's wrong with them. They want they they don't want to they don't want to they they, they want to be that person that basically everybody is accepting. Guys, even a dead fish could float downstream. I mean, really, really. You know, I mean, we've got all these. People, that, you know, like Carmen and and, and Teresa and Gene and Austin and me and Terence. And we're all refusing to wear masks, and if they force us to do something to, with a government agency or whatever to get a driver's license, we protest the entire time. If you protest enough, they're going to stop it. When I did did my little protest a few weeks ago with that van hotel in Orlando that we did not eat at because of the way they were acting, you know, they realized really quickly that this was not worth the blowback that they were getting from me in the lobby of the hotel in front of all the other guests. Why? Because it makes everybody else think. It makes everybody else think, and they don't want anybody thinking. Why? Because when you have an electorate that's awake and that's brilliant, and who's thinking through and asking questions like, why isn't Julian Assange pardoned? Why is he being given 18 more charges? Why isn't Donald Trump vocal about this? Why hasn't Donald Trump contacted through his government agencies or call up the queen or call up the prime minister and say, hey, we need you to release Julian Assange. I'm going to pardon him. Why hasn't any of that happened? Why haven't any of the 44 billion indictments been put out yet that are all sealed? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not 44 billion, but it's, it's, it's in the hundreds of thousands. And the whole thing's ridiculous. Every time you get a new number, new number, new number, new number, and it's to, it's to string people along. It's like checks in the mail, checks in the mail, checks in the mail, and you're like, gosh, it's been three weeks. No, no, I mailed it yesterday. You said that a week ago. Now checks in the mail, checks in the mail, and it never ends. And sooner or later, you realize that a check ain't going to the mail. You ain't gonna get paid for whatever you did, and you're gonna have to just gonna have to eat it and be done with it. And you think, well, that's not fair. Well, I know it's not fair. But it's the checks in the mail and other flim-fam fairy tales. And that's what this whole thing with Q is. And promoting and promoting and promoting and promoting and promoting. The, the, the giant billboard that was in Orlando that I saw yesterday, Trump the Chosen One. Multiple places had that giant billboard. That's the Chosen One. God, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. By the way, Trump and Biden election campaigns are mirroring CIA-style psychops that the U.S. has used abroad... In seeking regime change. This is an article by Machel Martison. Donald Trump and Joe Biden, whether they are aware of it or not, are both, by the way, they are aware of it, are both effectively using CIA style psychological warfare tactics on American voters. This manipulative practice is anything but democratic. Guerrilla warfare is essentially a political war. So begins the preface of the CIA psychological guerrilla operations warfare manual written in the early 80s to help the agency's warfare proxies, the Honduras-based Nicaraguan Contras. The manual is designed to be a blueprint for recruiting Nicaraguan citizens to the U.S.-backed Contras cause and to mobilize them against the pro-Soviet Nicaraguan government led by Sandinista President Daniel Ortega at the height of their Cold War and the Cold War. As a, as a Nicaraguan psychological manipulation by the American government of foreigners, uh, in faraway lands, is either to do as fighting or to accept the end result of a regime change war has long been standard operating practice by the CIA, which is controlled by the Kabbalist bankers. In Syria, for example, the U.S. employed opposition proxies, widely characterized as marketed by the American government as Syrian rebels, in an attempt to mobilize opposition for regime change against President Bashar Assad. This plot, coined Operation Timber Sycamore, has been called one of the costliest covert action programs in the history of the CIA by the New York Times, in case you guys are wondering why I'm calling out names today. The failure estimated at a billion dollars complemented a similar Pentagon train, fund, and equip operation that's transformed yet into another boondoggle. This time it had a $500 million price tag. So this is what's going on in the United States. The CIA-style psychological warfare against Americans themselves has been frowned upon in principle. But American presidential elections always end up flooding American public discourse with polarizing, there it is, propaganda in the interest of obtaining or maintaining power. In the current electoral matchup between Donald Trump, the basically criminal, and Democratic challenger Vice President Joe Biden, The Groper, each is effectively using CIA-style psychological warfare tactics on American voters. And it's happening every single day. Both Biden and Trump are trying to pretend the other is unable to keep Americans safe. Trump has repeatedly pointed to unrest in the Democratic-run states. And Joe Biden is accusing Trump of being responsible for fostering insecurity through inflammatory rhetoric. So here's what it does armed propaganda improves the behavior of the population toward its author and it's not achieved by force states the CIA psychops manual this means that an armed guerrilla unit in a rural town will not give the impression that its weapons are a force they hold over the peasants peasants but rather they are the strength of the peasants against the repressive Sandinista government guys we are under a psychop right now by the CIA The CIA controls our media via the international banking cartels who own the media. They use the CIA, Operation Mockingbird, and over a thousand. There were thousands of CIA reporters on their payroll working for major studios. This was released with the Freedom of Information Act back in the 70s and the 80s through Operation Mockingbird. They control everything. Donald Trump's a pig. Okay, well, yeah. Joe Biden's senile. No, that's okay. Joe Biden is a Groper. Yeah, he is. Donald Trump worked with the mob. Yeah, he did. And so they back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to maintain maximum friction just like Otto Kahn told you they did in the article that I read yesterday because they're doing everything they can to bring in a new world order, a one world government under Noah High laws in which if you accept Jesus Christ and you talk about Christ like I do or Austin does on this show that you'll be beheaded because it's a foreign god under noahide laws this is the goal of these guys they want us under a one world luciferian dictatorship in which they make christianity such an anathema and atheism such an anathema and all the other worlds religion such an anathema they cause this massive conflict which caused all of these people to die in this third world war that at that point they can say we're going to bring in and reveal to you the true light of lucifer this is what Albert Pike said in his Menzini letters. They want to bring in the Third World War to bring in the true light of Lucifer so everybody accepts this snake in a tree as their god. What a bunch of sick. So they're willing to kill the whole planet in order to do this to show how great this clown is. No, he's not. He's under our feet, like I said earlier in the show. This is the goal of the CIA psychological psychops that are being used right now, including Q. Guys, don't allow yourself to get sucked into this mess. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Oh, by the way, I've got to pray for you guys this morning. It was wonderful, as always. And also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And just continue to be standing your
0: ground with everything that's going on right now, my friends. There's no question that they're going to keep trying to push their narrative and continue to lie. Because I've said this repeatedly, and I'm going to keep saying this. They're committed to this now. They they own it. They can't back out of this anymore because if they come out now and they actually do any type of admitting what really is going on, they will lose complete and total faith in the entire from the entire U.S. populace. I mean, they will. Nobody will trust anything the U.S. government ever says. Which I don't know really why you would in the first place, especially everything that goes on, but. <laughs> A lot of people still do, and they would not because they have to stay fully committed to it now because they, they own it. They've owned it. And so many people are so frustrated with the lockdowns, the business closures, the bankruptcies, all the stuff that's been going on was completely and totally pointless whatsoever. And so what they'll do now, if, if the real media really starts to of, we really start to blast what's happened, what they're going to say is, well, the reason why the deaths have come down is because we did all these lockdowns and we did all these restrictions, and you should thank us for them. The problem is, if they say that now... Then they're going to blow the vaccine narrative out of the water. Because the people are going to say, oh, okay, well, the lockdowns work. The masks work. All this crap you told us to do may have actually worked. So we obviously don't need some toxic RNA vaccine right now. So they've got themselves between a rock and a hard place with this. And that's why we have to keep pushing the truth out there and expose it. Because every other person, every person, each other person that wakes up, and realize what's going on. If they talk to another person or another person, people will realize real quick, this is not okay, not okay. So again, continue to speak the truth, stand your ground, own your convictions. If you handle a conviction in something, own it. That's the biggest thing I can tell you right now. If you feel convicted about something, stand your ground on it. I've seen a lot of guys do that all across the country. We even had the the, uh, gym workers in New York, those guys. Not New York, New Jersey, excuse me. I'll give them kudos. Stand your ground and hold your convictions. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials and stuff going on right now. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter at healthmasters.com. And please be sure to check out the product of the week, the superfood complete. We also have a lot of other ones that are on sale or that are actually active for the product of the week. I think Muscle Blast. Vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. I appreciate you guys. Stay awake, stay prepared. Talk to you again tomorrow as always.